0: Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. Evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast Hall of Fame Bites number two. Good evening, folks. Good yeah. evening. I'm, I, of course, am Joe Murata. This is Michael Quinn. How we doing, Quinn? Good. It's been a long evening, huh? <laughs> Very star-studded extravaganza yeah. here. It's been a whole week-long evening wa- waiting for this next bite. <laughs> yeah, folks, we're here, of course, to talk you uh, talk to you about the Hall of Fame. Last week we. Discuss the two inductees, Beth Phoenix and Teddy Long. Right. This week, we've got two more for you. We have got the Rock and Roll Express. Oh, them. (laughs) And Diamond Dallas Page. Before we get to that, Michael, I suppose we should just inform our listeners and/or viewers. Right. Because you might be watching this on YouTube. Be sure to check out our normal podcast, our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Right. You can find that, of course, on
1: iTunes, Stitcher. Google Play Music. Where else? Uh, we're on the website. We're on the website podcast. dot com. That's right. We are. Um, we are in Blueberry. Yeah. Who uh, cares? F F zero. What's it called? <laughs> what uh, F player. Player.fm. fm. Who Play- who cares? Yeah. That. Exactly. Yeah. So we're in various places, and of course, you can email us. Yes, at ovppodcast.gmail.com, at gmail. dot com and the Twitter. Right. There's at always the Twitter, at OVP Podcast. Exactly right. I, we did it reverse that time. I know, I did that on purpose. I wanted okay. to change it
0: up a little bit. It's a, We're wearing our formal attire, obviously. Right. If you're watching the video version, you can see exactly. that. Yeah. Red carpet appearances, we are all over the place. Yeah. So we gotta look sharp. We do look sharp. We do have to look sharp. So, Quinn, we're gonna talk about uh, two more inductees, like I mentioned. Are we? We are. Okay. And um, we're gonna start, I believe, well, maybe this theme here will give a little bit of a hint here.
1: The Rock and Roll Express. Was that really their music? It's one of their themes. <laughs> yeah, didn't they have Did they have something in WCW that was like iconic?
0: I don't know of any iconic theme, but I know this was one of their themes. This sucks. <laughs> Is this okay. going to put them closer to the cocoa line, this music? All right. Yeah. Well, the theme notwithstanding, the Rock and Roll Express, Quinn, it's tough to say if there would be teams like the Hardy Boys without them.
1: Uh, Yeah. Right? I mean, they're like kind of the first like flippity floppity high fly tag team. The Pretty Boys, right? The pretty Boys. I mean, they're like the prototype of every like early 90s, like Pretty Boy tag team. They
0: really were. And of course, the Rock and Roll Express was a uh, Robert Gip and Ricky Morton.
1: Yeah, and both look like they were 90 (laughs) even when they (laughs) were
0: 22. It is kind of amazing looking back. These guys were heartthrobs in the 80s. It's very weird. It is. It is weird. The Rockers, okay, I can get that. You yeah, know, the they Hardys.
1: Look, they they don't have wrinkles all over their faces. <laughs> they did have some mullets, too, those two. Yeah, but everyone had rolls. mullets. Everyone had mullets. That's that's normal. So that, they, that's hip. <laughs> that is that's hip. Hip. That was hip back then. Artificial hip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so
0: the Rock and Rolls got started in the early 80s, 83,
1: I believe, Quinn. Right. And that was down in Memphis, and then they made their way to Mid-South. Now, you're saying they got started in 83? As a team, yeah. Oh. You see, I thought they were around the 70s like a singles or something like where did these guys come from i don't know exactly where they came from and
0: i won't pretend to i do know this though they weren't the first the very first like team in that van i mean you had brunzel and greg gagne were the high flyers you know flippity, flippity. (laughs) yeah flippity floppity flew and you had um really the the reason the rock and rolls kind of got started was kind of an answer to or a alternative to the um the fabulous ones
1: Ah yes, you know
0: them. Yeah, I've heard of them. So Jerry Lawler put the rock and rolls together
1: in Memphis. So you, I didn't know Jerry Lawler was credited with that pairing. He was involved anyway. Lawler, or is maybe pretty, it was Jerry Jarrett. It, both of them. I don't know. It's it was, no surprise that Lawler's like in the Hall of Fame for probably a lot of the contributions he made just on the fly. Good you know point. what I mean very
0: good point yeah this team is one of them this team is one of them so they made their biggest impact obviously and their, their biggest run was in Jim Crockett promotion right. slash NWA that's WCW. where I remember them from that's where most people do they were in the AWA for a while a few other places I think places. they were in the WWF
1: and they uh, unfortunately, a million that, Smoky Mountain. If you if you thought they looked old in the eighties, <laughs> let's see them in the WWF. Yeah, that's like true. In the late
0: nineties. Now, Quinn, I'm sure you can Eas- easily name their most notable feud
1: in Jim Crockett Promotions. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> th- it's obviously uh, the Midnight. Yes. However, however. In my eyes, the most notable feud is uh, <laughs> with Ricky Martin <laughs> feuding with Ric Flair, with oh, Gibson yeah. <laughs> kind of on the side. But yes, the Midnight, Midnight Express was their primary yes. feud. Jim Cornette's Midnight Express versus right.
0: the Rock and Roll Express sold out house shows like you wouldn't believe.
1: Yeah, money, there's a whole heat. book about it that Cornette wrote. I <laughs> He's heard. still
0: riding the coattails of that feud. He <laughs>
1: is. I feel like his whole career is predicated. predicated predicated predicated, yes predicated off of the midnight express's feud with the rock and roll express he really was able to ride that gravy train or eat the gravy train i don't know do you think Cornette has even a career without managing the midnights he's certainly no i mean yeah (laughs) Yeah, i mean like really
0: yes and no he has a great personality for wrestling um, yes not as a human so he probably would have broken through somehow but man that was uh, that was cake for yeah, him which no, he probably ate yeah. afterwards <laughs> what uh so anyway back to the <laughs> yeah. rock and roll express here but like you mentioned quinn you had a you had a good point earlier on flippity floppity yeah flippity floppity flu. the, the teeny bopper team but they were over in general i mean people liked them
1: oh yeah i mean you could tell the crowds just are in love with the, it's some of the loudest crowds i see on those old nwa shows absolutely it's for the rockers and yeah the midnight midnight the, the rock and roll express. And it is confusing to say both uh, those team names isn't it, it is I, I just want to acknowledge it and case we screw it up they have a lot of express yeah there's a lot of express and a lot of words what are they, a bunch of trains yeah it's it's, <laughs> it's it's kind of ridiculous but yeah i mean that's their most notable feud and mm-hmm. i know didn't they have like a scaffolding match against each other scaffold match yes scaffold match yes yeah did. i thought of scaffolding mm-hmm. like scaffolding it's multiple would... scaffolds <laughs> they were a good team yeah and, <laughs> and
0: i would say i mean as if you're new to the show uh, the Coco line, as Quinn alluded to. They're above the Coco. They're I mean, definitely like, above yeah, it. This is
1: not even like a questionable Coco no, line uh, situation. Not.
0: They're They're definitely above the Coco line. They, they they had a huge feud with the Midnights. That wasn't all they did, obviously. That's what you ask most fans, though, to name something the Rock and Rolls did. It's going to be that feud.
1: Yeah, and show up in WBF all old. <laughs>
0: You know what? Not only that, not only did they show up, I don't know which run you're thinking of. They showed up first in 93, if you recall.
1: I do, but that was the Smoky Mountain run, yes. if I recall. But yes. there was the other one it, where they were, like, in the Attitude Era or in something. And, yes. and they were also in, floating around WCW on Nitros in, like, 97 also. They were, in 96 like, or 97? Yeah,
0: I, They probably were in TNA in the 2000-somethings also.
1: Most likely. And I know recently Ricky Morton, like, won a title, like, somewhere in some NWA territory that somehow still exists <laughs> like i bet he did and yeah still got that mullet too i bet i uh, still still the same haircut mulleting yeah. it up but ricky morton i think it, we'd be remiss not to say he was probably the standout of the team would you would you say in a tag team where
0: someone's got to be the Shawn michaels and someone's yeah. got to be the marty genetti fine
1: yeah and i mean i just like i said his feud with flair is like Actually, really good. It and, is. And you it, and I've seen. And seen to it, together. Me, it highlights that Ricky Morton probably could have been a single if he had started earlier. In I the think 80s, when, they, yeah. when they tried to make him a single <laughs> oh, later, God. it didn't really work. That was Richard Morton yeah. in the York Foundation. Well, they made him a. They made him a heel, which was weird because he was the sympathetic face. Right. Why would you not make Gibson the heel? Right. In fact,
0: folks, and Quinn, you probably know this. Um, the formula that they used to use in the uh, the Rock and Rolls versus the Midnight or other mm-hmm. teams were Ricky Morton the tag team formula would we'll get yeah. beat up the whole match until making the hot tag. Right. A lot of times nowadays even, you know, match reviewers and
1: things like that will yep. say that the face in I, peril mm-hmm. is or play, playing, playing Ricky, Ricky Mor- Morton. Yes. Exactly. So Ricky Morton, yeah, I was going to say when we were talking about like like. Associating, you were associating the like Rockers. I was also gonna say, yeah, they were. They, they almost wrote the book on tag teams. They they did it know, in a lot and, of ways. Yeah, and that's kind of like you know, playing Ricky Morton is just a thing you do because yep. that's what he did. He he was the he was the face in peril.
0: Yep, and like we said, they were an influence on teams like the Rockers. That was right. a response to them. That
1: was Vern's version of them. Yep, and you then know? the Rockers went to WWF and made it bigger. Yeah, honestly... I I mean, I hate to say it, I understand the rock and roll's influence, but I feel like they never made it as big as they were influential. Let's put it that way. Household names anywhere above the Mason-Dixon line? Probably not. Right. They're... Not to say that they didn't sell out shows and were of course. fantastic merch sellers. So did and Tommy everything. Rich for a little while. Right. You know, a lot of guys but, sold out but shows they were in their more, area. They were more regional, is my point. correct? Yeah. Like, it, whereas the rockers were this—they were an even better-looking version True. that was shown to the mainstream through Vince's, um, yeah. you know, medium.
0: There. Yeah, and one of them went on, of course, to become one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, and the other one is Shawn Michaels. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you mean the other way around? Yeah, yes, Quinn. <laughs> yeah. Just busting don't, your chops there, yanking your chain, don't, if you don't, will. Uh,
1: don't get too hasty over there. I
0: will say this about their gimmick this is something I've never thought of until now. When your gimmick is that you're young pretty boys, (laughs) it's tough to sustain that because you're gonna get old, especially when you start like you're already old. Well,
1: I will say they've been sustaining it for quite a time. Yeah, but it's like, it's tongue-in-cheek now, right? I mean, it's gotta be. (laughs) I mean, they're called the Rock and Roll Express. Like, isn't rock and roll music not even as popular anymore? What is rock and roll? I mean... It's still rock and roll to me. Billy Joel. Yeah. Great song. Yeah, it is a good song. But, yeah, they're even like out-of-date in some sense sadly right yeah but they were they they in their
0: heyday they're a fun team to watch
1: Yes, definitely. No doubt about it. You can get involved. No doubt about
0: it. Engaged in their matches, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. they're they're, you they're can relate to them. They're just good to watch. They're one of those teams like the '80s version. Anyway, you don't want to boo them, no, unless you're a cynical, cynical person. Right? You want to cheer them. They're likable. Yeah. They're they're doing a good they're thing. F- they're fantastic. Fiery baby faces. Yes, they're the Fantastics. <laughs> they're not the Fantastics. No, they aren't. Are they? <laughs> or the? They're better than ones. the Fantastics. Yes, they are. Yeah. So Quinn, you're overall you're you're fine with them being in, right? Oh yeah, I'm 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 cool with that. I'm cool with it too. I see no reason why they shouldn't be in. Again this is not the WWE Hall of Fame anymore. It's not, more of it hasn't been for quite a while. So exactly, it's more of a widespread. Here's you know the Hall of Fame for footage we own. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of what it's become. Yeah. Do we own the footage to these guys? Well, they do. So they, do. they should be in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. Because if
1: you're going to refer to all this stuff, the history of wrestling, they own the history of wrestling. And who's in that that footage that they own? The Rock, the rock and, and Roll Express. Who yeah. can they
0: refer back to? Yeah. You know, who can they do?
1: You know, and you know what? On? I, I we've been talking about this in these Hall of Fame segments in the the last two we're doing now. Yeah. And like, I'm okay with it being like the wrestling Hall of Fame. I like that because it's 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 like mainstream Mm -hmm. enough that like it should be the wrestling. Like who else is going to run the wrestling Hall of Fame but the biggest wrestling promotion that Mm -hmm. everyone watches and everyone knows.
0: Do you think like, that the Observer Hall of Fame? Quick tangent here. Yeah, the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. You know the Meltzer Ballyhoo over there.
1: Yeah. Do you think that that has any prestige, or is that some overblown? I think the yearly awards have more prestige than an actual Hall of Fame that run they do? by them. Yeah. Yes, okay. Because it just to run a Hall of Fame is different than giving awards. Like a magazine is probably a more prestigious award than the company awarding Best Wrestler of the Year to somebody that's under their wing, right? True. However, true, a a hall of fame that needs to be visible and you know a recognizing body Mm -hmm. to set put some legitimacy behind these hall of famers that probably is a job for the biggest promotion to do. I suppose so. And it's two different jobs. It is two different jobs. I'll give you
0: that. One might argue, you know, it's hard to call anything in this hall of fame legitimate anymore. Well,
1: when Coco's in there, it's hard. But Joan London. Yeah, <laughs> we've gone on about this. we know, but that to, to be fair to them on the Joan London tangent, that is a specific yeah, thing. Know. Like that is like a, the, well, okay. a warrior award. Like if it was if she was just in the Hall of Fame, I'd say that's stupid and it delegitimizes everything. But yeah, she's in the, the you know, the, the warrior award, which is different. And, and it, like the celebrity wing is a different thing yeah that's true yeah, it is I mean? it is a different way we have we have an example to go off how that works yes it was
0: the celebrity wing so you know what when you are right about that so i yeah. guess and that's a valid point so i think we're in agreement here no no question about it no hard debate like last week where no. we had to really you
1: know talk about and i don't think it's going to be like that for a little bit now. right exactly thing, because I, I unless somebody as a press time the newest inductee is rude right but um you know, I don't think I don't foresee anyone ridiculous coming. in, Although the celebrity, the celebrity hasn't been announced yet, we're
0: we're waiting on that, folks. Yeah.
1: So, all right, I think we'll we'll call it
0: a, a segment there on the rock and rolls. We will move on to the next inductee. This yeah, music, the real music, yeah, the real Nirvana ripoff. Self high five. This is so blatantly a Smells Like Teen Spirit ripoff, though. I love it. Wait, wait, wait. I'll just indulge you for a second, Quinn. I was a big fan. I know you were. (laughs) (laughs) It's Nirvana. All right. Okay. I'll turn that off before we get thrown off of YouTube. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Diamond Dallas Page, Michael.
1: Yes, Diamond... DDP
0: I Diamond DDP.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know you were a big fan of his in WCW. In the I 90s. was a
1: huge fan, and to be fair, yeah. Surprisingly, I wasn't a fan, uh, as big a fan of his main run as I was before he became the DDP. You know what, Quinn? I will give you that. You were you were on the DDP bandwagon
0: during like the Max Muscle days and the
1: Kimberly Diamond
0: Doll days. Yes,
1: I always say that to you. I mean, that that was was... a mid card. He was not important. No, he was not important, but he was one of the best matches on the card. He was fun too, and he was fun. He was fun, and his whole thing with Kimberly was fantastic. It was the whole even dating Evad situation, (laughs) and like yeah. Like it was just he was a good wrestler and a good character. Absolutely. And so, like, yeah, DDP totally deserving of the whole fame. Do you want to go through his background a yeah, little bit? Real yeah, quick. go ahead.
0: His his first foray into the business was actually as a manager.
1: Right. And he managed in the AWA mainly. Uh he managed bad company. That wasn't his first foray driving the Pink Cadillac at WrestleMania six. A little later. In eighty okay. eight <laughs> he broke into AWA
0: as a manager. Because there were a couple years and pretty much until the AWA folded, he wandered into W C W in ninety one. Right. managed the freebirds. Yes, <laughs> DDP but managed the freebirds. But this is the, the DDP birds. that not a lot of people know about. Correct. He then trained as a wrestler little by little and he was associated with guys like a uh, Vinnie Vegas Diesel, yep. Kevin Nash, also um
1: Scott, Scott Hall. Hall. The he Diamond managed Stud. Scott Scott Hall. was why it's called the Diamond Stud. He was DDP's Diamond Stud. He was in Stud. the Diamond Mine, I believe. Was that the name of the stable? Yeah, something Diamond oh. Incorporated. I don't know. It was Paul Diamond. Yeah, it was Paul He did Diamond. manage Paul Diamond. He managed Bad Company. Did Ooh, he really? Yes, I did. I did not know. Yes. His managing career is a little foggy. Yeah, to me. it's like but <laughs> he, it, who cared. But you know why? Because first of all, that footage was never open to me until recently. And second of all, until Vince owned this company. Again, my first exposure to him was fighting. You know, the likes of Johnny B. Bad on right. Saturday Night, and well, like the opening of pay per views. That's like, the thing. Is like, he
0: his his pre ninety four WCW run was very unremarkable. Yeah. He got injured. He came back in 94 with that dumb music. The. Yeah. Rum,
1: rum, yeah. That one. Which actually that music has a dumb beginning, but it's like pretty good. It's like. It's okay. Like it's it's pretty good, actually. Quinn
0: is like a rain man of entrance themes. <laughs> he really he remembers them way better than I do. Yeah. <laughs> you it's are, actually a
1: decent theme, but I'm just. Okay. I, I, you I can always, go by me because. Yeah, like, I, I I always know. defer to you. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so but yeah, the diamond
1: the uh, diamond doll era there in ninety yeah, five with the ten on the side. where right. she would rate the opponents. Yes, when he she was, was basically a Miss Elizabeth character. Yeah, would essentially you say? she yeah. was a little bit less afraid than a Miss Elizabeth. Uh, that's deb- it depends. Uh, she if, was. You're thinking of the Kimberly later. At the beginning, she was essentially Miss Elizabeth, okay. just concerned the whole time. And don't for- and he could you know rough her up, and she didn't care. Don't forget Max Muscle, his right, goony his, bodyguard. Yes, Max Muscle, who'd always be. Like, he had, like, a stretchy tape on the outside (laughs) and, like, be kind of working out or something. And he used to do arm wrestling matches, remember? Right. And Evad,
0: or Dave Sullivan, beat him in one. Right. He started this feud with him. Um, He got to take Kimberly on a date. took Kimberly on a date. Then the whole my favorite thing and your favorite thing, I know this is one of your favorite WCW angles of all time (laughs) was when DDP lost all of his money.
1: Yes. DDP losing all of his money is like one of the most oddly detailed angles of all time. In my, my opinion, like it's like, I loved it. It's basically the, the, the thing was is that they revealed that the reason he had money and fur coats and all this dumb shit was because basically that, Kimberly had won the lottery or the bingo, the bingo, right? The bingo. I always call it the lottery, but it's the bingo. Same shit. And that DDP, cause he was dating her had essentially like taken yeah. control of the money. He swindled her out of it or right. something like he, that. And he might've been stealing. I don't know. We I don't mean, know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the point is, 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 is Kimberly it was his money, you know, yeah, ticket with, basically. Meal his his ticket. His meal would say. So, which was, you know, weird. And, and funny because he is always bossing her around so why right. isn't she bossing him around so basically he gets into a feud with johnny B. bad and mm-hmm. he reveals all this information mm-hmm. she turns he, on him she doesn't turn immediately she can't decide if i recall oh does she get caught in between like she kind of deciding between the two right yeah she's deciding between the two and she you know basically it comes down to if if johnny B. bad wins the match i'm gonna go with him if DDP wins a match, I'm going to go with him.
0: Yeah, That's right, to win control of Kimberly, I think, was the stipulation. Essentially, and the money, yeah. And the, yeah.
1: Right? And yes. so, Johnny B. Bad wins, but then this, this stupid story gets taken, like, a step further. This is the so, best part. So, DDP, like, kind of, he starts wrestling, but he's got, like, they kept saying like oh he's such a heavy spender that he can't control himself Mm -hmm. and so he ends up spending himself broke and then he's like wrestling like he's not bathed he's all dirty he has like other people's tights on because he's sold his tights he has like shitty tights on and so you start to see like jobbers on Saturday night in unrelated matches like be wearing DDP's tights so there's that gimmick and then he used to come to the ring with these custom DDP diamond rings yes and he had to sell those off and guess who comes out prancing around with the rings is Disco Disco Inferno Inferno. who's brand new debut and he's like dancing in front now if you see the he's going like this there's so like, much depth in that storyline as corny as it might sound yeah it's unheard of well for there, and not on top on top of that then after all this starts happening yeah like there's a point where he kind of just gives up mm-hmm. and he stops wrestling and he they start having vignettes for like I want to say like a month or, or two yeah, maybe about that uh, of him like in alleyways like sleeping homeless DDP homeless, homeless. yeah and then basically the angle comes comes to fruition and it morphs him into the ddp that everyone knows Yep, is a limo shows up yep picks him up yep off the streets homeless yep and he just comes back as regular ddp with a silent benefactor that they never explained
0: from what i understand quinn that benefactor the original intention was they were going to use ted dibiase who i've was, heard that too. was coming in they, they, they just switched didn't go him to with the it. NWO instead. Right. To stick it to Vince, so, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. And so basically, he comes back and he kind of morphs into this fantastic, like, main eventer. That's basically. his best
0: period, 96 and 98.
1: Right. I actually like the time before he starts wearing the jeans. <laughs> of course. Like, that's like the, when he wears the jeans, that's when he gets stupid. When was that? 98, <clears> 97? It's actually, like, late 90s. It's pretty quick. It's the like jeans. he wears, like, the green tights, like, and. Like whatever, he just looks. The actual there's like a wrestling specific tights, yeah. way Aren't he looks. Purple? There's both. He wears those two colors, and he has like his vest is a little shiny, but it's not that stupid. Like he doesn't have a shirt on anymore. Let's put it that way. So that's that's the detail. But it's Quinn for you. Yeah, he he looks like <laughs> DDP now, and that's the DDP to me is like the Hall of Famer. That's before, and he was kind of chasing the title at that point, but he hadn't won it he when he won, the won US. it yeah, yeah, when he won it, I felt he got a little obnoxious. It wasn't as fun anymore. The world title. Yeah. Well, that
0: was 99, yeah. Yeah,
1: but he was chasing the world title in that good DDP form for a while. I'd say the apex of that DDP
0: character, that version, mm-hmm. is when he was the U.S. champion in 98 and he fought Goldberg at Halloween Havoc.
1: Yeah. That's the height of And he that. wasn't treated like a big jobber either.
0: He was treated like he could have beat him.
1: Right, because he's... The first real threat. Yeah, because DDP was like... You have to understand, it's like... I think the WWF made him look stupid yes, later. they but did. But in his time, he was like... He up, was a up there big with deal. like Sting in WCW, would you yeah. say? Like, yes. Yeah, like, He was like, no, you don't mess with this guy. Yeah. Like he could beat Hogan if you want, if he wanted to. He had that
0: great feud with Savage in '97, right? Remember that the feud? Macho that Man? Yeah, feud. I mean, he
1: was like a mainline guy.
0: Like and it, and Quinn, you nailed it when he won the title in '99. That's when he started to be past his expiration date.
1: Right, because the chase was more compelling than for, the, for the, a guy the, like him, for yep. a guy like that, because he never won it. Yeah, he was even considered a little older. Yeah, because he they, was they, old. He yeah. was older, and they acknowledged it. He was it. over forty, right? And so, but he was—he was just so like slick and charismatic. I he felt was. like something was, about him. There was something about him. It, you wanted to—you wanted to see him do the diamond cutter. To me, it's the before. You know how Orton's RKO out of nowhere. The diamond cutter yep. is the real original of that. Before the stunner, even before the stunner for the stunner ddp would hit the diamond cutter but it was always a surprise it was like sometimes awesome, it, was, yeah. it was like cruiserweights like jumping off the top rope yep. into the diamond cutter like it yep. was just ridiculous like he would be inventive about it for like a, lo- a long period of time that was like they built that up yes
0: they did yeah. that was a real thing that he could hit it from from anywhere right. essentially now one of my favorite things and it's not a good thing of ddp in his later run in wcw in 99 was when he was in the jersey triad with bigelow and canyon that's
1: to me that's that's the only other be- fun thing he did because after. he's so junky. Yeah, he it was it was just good. Yeah, because like, he's like so shitty and just like he, he played it up. Like yeah. and that's I mean that, that's a perfect role for Diamond Dallas Page if he has. And he was from yeah. Jersey. He I was mean, from Jersey. And we are. So yeah, exactly. He was, he was from Jersey, and it just made sense. <laughs> yes, for him to be in a, a dirty Jersey triad, With if you Bigelow will, Bigelow and Canyon. Yeah, of all people, Yeah, exactly. you know, What right. a
0: funny trio. Yeah.
1: By the time WCW I mean
0: WWF got their hands on him in 01, shortly after the invasion angle had started, he was revealed, Quinn, of course, to be the Undertaker's wife's stalker. And that was horrible.
1: Like, I'd never got it. I I was like, you have Diamond Dallas Page, a big name he still prior was. to this. They he was the, still prior a big to them name. pooping him up. Yep, he was. That he could have they could have brought him in, he could have been fighting the rock or something. He could have been. I. in fact, that's something I wanted to see. Was Diamond Dallas Page... Like, when WCW got bought, that was actually something in the back of my brain that I wanted to see. I wanted to see Diamond Dallas Page fight Stone Cold or The Rock or... or yeah, exactly. Or, like, or it, Angle, anyone. You like, know that. anybody that was a main eventer of DDP's level, sure. I wanted to see DDP fight them. But, of course, he's in this Undertaker angle. And Undertaker never, ever, like, lost anything to him on it.
0: You know what I yeah. mean?
1: Undertaker, all he did was it beat just shit out of him. It just made DDP look stupid the whole time. And then it yep. degraded to me... In, because the mainstream, I don't. Even though WCW was mainstream, I felt like for him to be fully accepted, yeah, would be to be accepted also in WWE, and I felt like he never got the chance. It's sad. Yeah, it's sad.
0: And you know, he he ended his run in in you know two there as a face, like the motivational, positively page yeah. thing. That yeah. was stupid, but. I wanted to briefly touch upon before we wrap up here, Quinn. One of the after wrestling careers yes. of his,
1: yes, and it should be. It's yeah. a big deal.
0: The DDP yoga thing, right? Which, I mean, it
1: sounds stupid on paper, but yeah. it's it's actually helped the lives of like a lot of people, including wrestlers. And most notably, Jake Roberts yeah. and Scott Hall, and he helps other people too. Just yes, guy, I don't want to discredit him of there, course but he does. Yeah, um, but um, also, yeah, the most notably DDP or Jake the Snake and Scott Hall, Jake as we saw in the heroes of wrestling a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago yep. that was a low point for him but he had been like that for a long time a long like, we're time we're talking like 20 30 years yeah. like, and it, so for ddp to accomplish what he was able to accomplish to get jake off the drugs for real for real was yes. really a big deal got him in shape. And I. I'm. that's not to take away from Jake, but no, we're no. honoring DDP right now. Yeah. And really, Jake would have never been in the Hall of Fame if it wasn't for Diamond Dallas Page. And s- same thing with Scott Hall. I agree with you because Vince couldn't have put those guys in no. in the shape they were in. But DDP within a year or two's yeah. time mm-hmm. had, you know, he lived with them and made sure that they just didn't do that anymore and he tried and I'm his not ass gonna off. I'm not and DDP even acknowledges this in one of the documentaries he's like he's like I'm not gonna believe that they're gonna be off it forever mm-hmm. but the point of this is that if they get back on I can catch them and yes then, and and it's happened a couple times and everything's always panned out yep. that, and to me that's like a testament he's like even though the program's over and they're mostly sober if they fall off it's like he's right there yeah like, he stays with these guys for life. I like, love it. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic stuff.
0: I think it's no question, Quinn, from either of us, again, he should be in the Hall of Fame for, no, for his everything. entire career. Yeah, yeah. Notable, <laughs> big Af- deal. And after career. And after career. And honestly, seems like a legitimate, really nice guy. I, yeah. A great fantastic guy. Fantastic guy, yeah. Seems like someone that, like, just people respect that no. he cares about people, right? And I don't think you can ask for much more as far as leaving a legacy behind. He worked his ass off. Yeah, he got into wrestling as a wrestler at an older age, tried his ass off.
1: I mean, he would take anything. Like we said with the Cadillac gimmick. Yeah, exactly. No shame. No either. shame. Nah, he wasn't a you know he didn't think he was better yep. or anything than anybody. He he would take anything in wrestling, and you know he worked his way up slowly, but it, it was worth it at the end. It was, he was a world champion.
0: He did do it, and yeah. he is a remembered name from the 90s wrestling scene.
1: Yes, he is. And
0: deservedly so, and a deserving Hall of Famer.
1: 100%, 100%. Des- by one of the most deserving Hall of Famers in the Hall now. Yeah,
0: and definitely in this in this year's class. He, earned,
1: he really earned his spot. A lot of guys, it came natural, mm-hmm. or they're in there because they shouldn't be. Right. But DDP, you can tell, he put the work in. Like you yep. know, like it, that's what it feels it's gonna feel good when he goes in. I um, agree. It, yes, I'm yeah, so that's gonna be to a that. great speech. And I, I hope he
0: gives himself a self high five. Quinn it's been great talking to you. <laughs> 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 and we are going to Have to call it a segment, folks. Yeah. We will see you uh, Monday, obviously. Yep. On our normal retro wrestling podcast. And we will see you next week with more Hall of Fame Bites Part 3. We'll do another two inductions. And I think that's really about it. Yep. Until then, have a great rest of your week. And we will be talking to you about the wrestling. See ya. So long.